Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Nicole, what if I told you that I have found a diet that isn't about deprivation, but instead about being full up. And not only that, but it's actually also invested in all the things we love at Self Care Club, like goal setting, manifesting, sleep hygiene and exercise. I would tell you that you were a liar. Well, you know we never lie at Self Care Club. And I've got a doctor on the show to prove it all. Bring it on. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. And this is Self Care Club. Here at Self Care Club, we often talk about how we are anti-diet. But anti-diet does not mean anti-weight loss or anti-nutrition or anti-health or anti-person who diets. And we have covered this topic before, as you'll know, if you listen to our show about intuitive eating with the amazing Evelyn Triboli. So what does anti-diet mean? It means we are anti the oppressive diet culture that causes us to feel less than and that is shoved down women's throats daily via social media and social messaging to make us feel that in order to be accepted and loved and healthy we have to deprive ourselves somehow and be hungry and obviously smaller. We know more about our body and its relationship with food than ever before. But most people who are looking to lose weight blindly follow the same advice that's been around for decades. So what if someone came up with not just another diet, but a way of explaining the science behind exactly what happens to your body when you eat and sharing that information rather than keeping it confined to a laboratory and science journals? Wouldn't it be nice to easily understand the information rather than being dictated to, to be given choices that can make you feel happy Yes. And more self-confidence. Yes. By not just talking about food, but also including the importance of sleep, exercise and goals to transform your health. Yes. Well, that is something that we can get on board with. And it is something that we're very happy to be able to bring to you today with our guest, Dr. Syra Hamid, author of The Full Diet, who is here to talk to us about all of this on today's show. Dr. Syra Hamid is a consultant endocrinologist with a subspeciality in obesity and medicine at Imperial College London, where she has designed, developed and trialled the highly effective Imperial SAPRO weight management programme on which this book, The Full Diet, is based. Dr. Syra, welcome to the club. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm thrilled to be here. We're thrilled to have you. I think you are the first doctor that we have had in the club in person. Yeah. 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 We do talk about a lot of doctors when we talk about our research, don't we? Doctor this and that, doctor his and her. But we never have an actual doctor (laughs) in the studio. And now we do. Yeah, now we do. So can you tell us how the book came about and what the premise of the book is? It all started several years ago because I'm a doctor working in an area, weight management. 
And people were coming and asking how they could lose weight. And they'd tried lots and lots of diets before, all the restrictions that you mentioned in the introduction. And while you can lose a bit of weight, it was just too hard to maintain. And it got me thinking that there is so much incredible science out there that explains how your body works, why you feel hungry, how to feel full, how your metabolism works, exercise, sleep, that I thought, well, why don't we share this with our patients? Yeah. Instead of discussing this in scientific <laughs> journals and specialist conferences, why don't we tell our patients about this? Why hasn't it been shared before then? I don't really know. I think the um, why the full diet works and why it's exciting is it's 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 sort of one of the first instances that I know of that in a really holistic way, all the elements that you mentioned in the introduction have been brought together. Yeah. So yeah. the science, but not just about food, sleep, mm. looking after yourself, yeah. being kinder to yourself. Mm. All of these things have a fantastic evidence base but aren't readily accessible to people who want to either lose weight, improve their health, or, or just feel kind of more energetic or, or better about themselves. What benefits have you seen with your patients when you include this whole holistic type of approach rather than just a program of this is what you can eat and this is what you can't eat? They own it. So when you understand how you work, yeah then you have the ownership, you're empowered. You say, okay, I get my biology, I get my psychology, I understand why I do the things that I do, I understand why certain foods don't work for me, I get why every doctor I've seen for the last 20 years tells me about exercise, but now I understand why, and it's nothing to do with calories in, calories out. Mm. And so when you understand the science, you can make some choices. So when you say the exercise is not about calories in calories out because that's what I've always been told that's what every every food plan I've done every diet I've done and I've done them all mm -hmm. not this one but any toxic diet yep. or weight loss program you name it I have done it and that is that is at the core of it you've got yeah. to move because you need to burn more than you consume absolutely so what's the real deal here okay so the real deal is that we have fuel tanks in the body and we have fuel tanks that you need to use up that fuel before you even get into burning up your body fat. So in your liver yeah. and in your muscles, you've got about a thousand calories of fuel stored in a form of starch, which is why if you suddenly need to do some exercise, you need to run for a bus, you need to hurry, um, you're going to use that fuel yeah. for your movement. You're not going to use your body fat first off. So okay. to get through a thousand calories, you've got to exercise for quite a few hours. Before, every day. Every day yeah. before you even get anywhere near to using your body fat, which is your third fuel tank. Mm. So most of us don't have time or the inclination to exercise for several hours a day yeah. just to then start tapping into the body fat, which yeah. is the, 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 the fuel that we want to lose up to, to lose weight. So that in a nutshell, is why it's really hard to burn it off. So we're kind of in this mindset that um, I can offset my food choices because I'm going to burn it off later. Yes. But unless you're going to exercise for yeah. hours and hours later yeah. on. Forget it. So why are we moving? Why should we move and why should we exercise then if it's not about, okay, yes. I'm going to burn off that Kit Kat. For God's sake, tell her. <laughs> <laughs> tell her and maybe it will sink in. It makes you feel good. Yay! So that is, I would say, one of the key reasons to exercise. We're going to come on to weight in a second because okay. lots of people will also want to use exercise to lose weight. But yeah. um, it makes you feel good. 
Okay. So mentally, it's incredibly important. So I call it in the book, I call it first aid for the mind or mind first aid. Oh, you must love that, Nicole. I mean, the metaphors and all the analogies in your book are so incredible and they really stick oh, with you. you. Can no, I read really my favourite? One of my favourites? You can, Okay. Yes. This is, I'm quoting you. Is it a bit mortifying to be quoted or is it okay? It's I've also, I've also okay. got okay. one. I've okay, well, this one. is my favourite one. Imagine you'd been given a state-of-the-art <laughs> sports car. As the owner of this elegant piece of machinery, you would have some choices to make about how to treat it. Would you service it, clean it, take care when driving and use the very best fuel available to keep it running in top condition? Totally. Or would you drive it into the ground, park it bumper to bumper, never take it to the garage and put in whatever fuel you can find, even if that fuel damaged the engine? engine and made the car break down yes the answer might seem obvious but the interesting thing is that while we instinctively look after material possessions that we consider valuable like an expensive car we can often relegate the care of our body which is after all infinitely more precious to an afterthought this is an approach that will not work in the long term because while your possessions are replaceable your body is not love it it's incredible I just find it absolutely extraordinary <laughs> that you're quoting me back to me because the only time I get quoted back to me is yeah. my children, but they're taking the mickey. Yeah. <laughs> and you're... <laughs> we are oh, not. No. You're, actually, you're actually quoting back to me because you like it. Oh, love it. Oh, thank you. Love it, love it. i tell you why I love it because it's not just about dieting. It's about health. And I know also <laughs> that lots of the patients who've come to your NHS clinic have used this programme. They've reversed their diabetes, right? Yep. They've reduced their blood pressure. Yep. Yep. They've been told you're going to be on this medication for the rest of your life. They do this diet for, I think, one man just for a week. And he came off Instant. some of his meds. Yep. Right. I mean, that is, that must be huge for them. It's, it's completely life changing. Yeah, it's completely life changing. Yeah. I think what's really wonderful is, yes, all those things happen, but it's got a whole life ripple effect. And that's really, really powerful. Because when you feel healthy, when you feel energetic, when you feel good about yourself, when mm. your confidence rises... Mm. Then you go for that promotion at work. Then you ask somebody out. Yeah. Then you say, you know what? I've always wanted to travel around the world. I'm going to save up and buy that ticket. So I always tell my patients, you know, the number falling on the scale or your blood sugar normalizing if you have diabetes or coming off a tablet, that's fantastic. What does it mean in your real life? Yes. And in your real life, it might just mean, you know, now I've got the energy to accept social commitments or even hold parties myself or, or, or you know, I'm going to be the, the organizer of things. I'm going to be at the center of things. No more yeah. missing out. Yeah. Sarah, I have to tell you a secret, and I'm going to tell all the clubbers this secret as well. This is the first time Lauren has read this book. She has called me up, read me quotes, and she has been so excited about this. It's like a whole light bulb has emerged on you with this book, hasn't it? You're yeah, seeing it in a whole I get it. new way. Because I get it. Yeah, she gets it. And so you've just opened her up to a whole, oh, maybe I could look at my food choices. Maybe. Although can we just say for the record, I am not diabetic and have high blood pressure because I am morbidly obese. Can we just say that? I didn't say I'm that. I'm not. Did I say that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not like eating McDonald's no, what seven, I'm, seven days a week. What I'm saying is the book has really spoken to you. Yeah, because I understand the reasoning. Yes. But what's very interesting, and, and that's a really important point, is that you don't need to have a lot of weight to lose or any weight to lose to benefit from the principles in this book no so even people who are really happy with their weight don't want to lose any actually the other elements can still be really powerful yes because it might be that you feel tired all the time yes or that your mood isn't great yes, yes. or you know 
you kind of get bloated after you eat or you have yeah. acid reflux and you just said well it's just one of those things that's just like just accept it that's just how it is maybe yeah. I'm getting older but actually this book will show you it's not just one of those things and actually you can take these various steps of lifestyle change so that you feel energetic and good and kind of at your very kind of tip-top best every single day yeah so some of the other stuff that we love at self-care club is is kind of in your book so we would love your take on that um language is one of those things you say i'm quoting you again the words that you use when you speak to yourself <laughs> are the most powerful words you hear because they will shape your beliefs and your beliefs shape your outcome please expand well i guess you know we've all probably experienced this that we have these internal conversations all the time yeah we're with ourselves every waking moment so you're the person you speak to the most yeah. all day every day yeah the good news is you therefore have the agency over those words and over those conversations to decide how those conversations go. Mm. Now, if you spend a lot of the time beating yourself up, telling yourself or oh, things don't work out or, you know, you, something happens, you get a parking ticket and you use that to affirm, well, that's so typical of me. I'm just unlucky and things don't work out for me. Mm. Those are the outcomes that, 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 that might come your way. Mm because you're building up a belief system. And that it's not that's not just about sort of, well, you know, maybe I should just sort of be a bit more positive and high five myself every day. Oh, we did that last week. Yep, yep, we've done that a we whole week of ourselves it, the high five week. habit. Well, it's good because that actually has a neurological <laughs> basis. That Apparently has a, so. a strong evidence base in neuroscience because there are parts of your brain that respond to these internal conversations. And that will lead to different actions and different um, behaviors over time. So the way you speak to yourself is 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 actually getting into your brain's wiring. And um, it's incredibly powerful. And as I say, because you're in control of those words and those conversations, why not Why not be a bit kinder? Oh. Well, we love a bit of manifesting here. Because we that's love kind it. of what you're pointing to, yeah. really, isn't it? We did a whole week of this yeah. and were extremely Vision surprised boards. to see it. everything. And it's in Syrah's book. It's in the book. And we were really yeah. surprised, pleasantly yeah. surprised. Yeah. You have a great way to practice this. Will you please share with the listeners all about placing the order, mm. scrolling to the score, sorry, scrolling to the store and adding to the basket? Of course I will. Yes, See, absolutely. another analogy. These are fantastic. <laughs> so you're talking about the, um, the goals chapter. Yes. Nicole. And the way that we talk about goals in our patient group sessions is it's too non-specific to say, I want to lose weight yep. or I don't want to have diabetes anymore because how are you going to get there? Yep. So actually you need to break it down and that's where going to the store helps. So all of us are really familiar with doing online shopping. Yep. So you're going to go onto this website and we've called it, for the sake of argument, myprogramgoals.com. Myprogramgoals.com. It's imaginary. Love it. Love it. It's imaginary. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I can't Suddenly actually sat here googling. <laughs> Someone's going to buy that domain now. They are now. Stop typing. I think you should buy it. <laughs> and you know when you go online and you say, I don't know, I'm going to buy a lawnmower. Yeah. So you go on to. Well, no. <laughs> but can yeah. we go with washing machines because we're very okay. I was going to say like a pair of shoes. Oh, okay. Okay, we can go with the shoes. Okay. So you go online. Yeah. But there's you, you. Nobody goes online saying I want a pair of shoes. You know what are the shoes yes. for, right? Yes. You're talking heels. You're talking yes. sandals. Are you talking? You know what, what are you looking for? Yeah. So that automatically makes you really specific when you're searching for something you don't currently have in your life, but you want. Yes. So you're gonna go onto the website and you're gonna say, okay, I want shoes for um, walking. Well, that's still not enough. 
are you talking lace-ups? You're talking Velcro? You're talking pull-up? Are they boots? Are they waterproof? So you need yeah. all that specificity yeah. and you put it in the filters and what colour and what shoe size yeah. and how quick the delivery and all these things. And it's exactly the same as setting your goals. You've got to be super specific. It's not enough to say, I want to lose weight. So in our groups, we say you go on myprogramsgoals.com and you are really, really specific. So you say, I want to lose weight. I want to lose six kilograms. And then you've got to say, well, why? Why is that important to me? Well, I want to be fitter when I go to the park with my kids. Well, why is that important? Yeah. Well, it's because I want to give my kids a really good example. I want to enjoy my time with them, not feel kind of out of breath and wanting to sit on the bench the whole time. I want to be involved in, in family life. So this is about deciding exactly what you want, exactly the same way you would when you when you do your online shopping. And then placing your order is the manifesting. So in the same way you're going to say, place my order, and then you're sitting at home waiting for these shoes to turn up in the same way in your program, you're waiting yeah. for the goal to happen. And that's where the manifesting comes in because you, you make what I call in the book a success movie. So every day, several times a day, you can imagine your order being fulfilled. So what does it feel like when I go to the doctor and the doctor says, you don't need that tablet anymore? Watch that scene in your success movie. Hear yeah. your doctor's voice. Feel your blood test being taken and then being told you don't have diabetes anymore. See yourself standing on the scale and see that number fall. So all my patients put together this success movie and it's got to mean something to you. I can't tell you what your success yeah. movie is. It's, yeah. got to, it's got to appeal to your values and what you want from your life and your health and your and your other outcomes. So, yes, manifesting um, is a really important part of the program. People find it really powerful. And sometimes people come to the group, they're not expecting this from an NHS no. program. They're like, whoa, this is a bit getting a bit woo for me. Um, but I always say, just, just try it. If you don't like it, stop. Yeah. But no one has come back to me and said, no, I didn't like it. Didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's a no-brainer. Can we talk about sweetener? Yeah. We've been having lots of discussions about sweetener on this show because we would like to give it up. I think Lauren has since she's read your book, I'm haven't given you? it up. And that, can, can, Why are you singing? Because <laughs> it's a massive thing for me. It is a massive may, thing. May, may I just share with your listeners that yes. I've known Lauren since she was about five or six. And, you and I had sweetener even then. Well, you didn't quite have sweetener then, but I am struggling to think of a time that we have met as yeah. grown-ups. Yeah. You have not at some point pulled sweetener out of your handbag. Like a grandma. And added it yeah. to your tea or coffee. And how many times have you said to me, I wish you wouldn't have sweetener yeah. anymore. And how like, many times have I said, fuck off. Like every time we meet. Correct. Yeah. Is it really that bad for you? Why? 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 Okay. It's not sugar. It's got no calories. No. Nope. What's the problem? Okay. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Back off and she'll tell you. <laughs> so you all have gathered from reading the book that the book is all about eating food. Yes. Yeah. Real food. Real food. Yeah. Natural food. So first off, the clue is kind of in the name. They're not hiding this from you. It's called artificial sweetener. It, yes, it is. Right? Yeah. So so already you're like, okay, maybe that's like not food. Yeah. Because it's not called artificial apples or artificial <laughs> eggs. <laughs> eggs. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's food. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So so already you're like, mm, you know, is that is that like a chemical of some kind? Mm -hmm. you know, how, how's that going to work out? Now, if you want to kind of move away from, from basing your diet on sweetness and sweet tastes, yep. it's really hard to do if you're bombarding yourself with sweetener, right? Even if it's zero calorie, you're really not going to get away from the need for things to yeah. taste sweet if yeah. you're having... You know, diet, soft drinks and, and sweetener and tea and coffee and so on and so forth. Diet so yogurt. Yeah. 
when you think everything tastes sweet and you want everything to taste sweet, you never appreciate the sweetness of something like a carrot mm-hmm. or the sweetness of dark chocolate or the sweetness of Greek yogurt because you're so used to that really, really artificial taste that you get from like diet soft drinks. Mm-hmm. Your taste buds don't appreciate that all this beautiful, delicious food actually tastes really sweet, but not in that kind of artificial, synthetic, chemically So you're way. ruining your palate in a way. Yeah, that's part of the story. But it's also um, it's also a little bit more than that. So this, the, the, the sort of next reason is that you're under the impression this is a free lunch because the can says zero calories, yeah. no calories. Yeah, it's so Coke you're like, Zero. So you're like, that's great. Um, the problem is when your body tastes, when your mouth tastes sweetness, and interestingly, it's not just your mouth that tastes it. Actually, there are taste receptors going down through your esophagus, through your food pipes, even though you're not consciously aware of that. Your body, when you're drinking these things or eating these things, says, okay, sugar's on the way. Because your body didn't evolve with artificial sweetener. It didn't mm. know that it's mm. artificial sweetener. Your body's really super clever. So they're like, okay, really soon I'm going to have a rise in the amount of sugar in my blood because I can taste that sweetness coming. So very mm-hmm. soon I'm going to have you know, a rise in blood sugar. And therefore I need to produce this hormone insulin, mm-hmm. which is going to move that sugar that's coming in out of my blood and it moves it into fat storage. Yes. So you release a little bit of insulin preemptively but that sugar never comes because you've had the diet drink. So basically it's the effect of having had the sugar anyway, hormone-wise, insulin-wise, even though you haven't actually taken in any calories. Exactly. Okay. So when your insulin goes up, you're in fat storage mode. Insulin is the fat storage hormone, which you know from the book. I do. I know all about the fat controller. Can we we talk about the metaphor that you use for the insulin and sweeping it away like a caretaker? Tell us about the fat controller. fantastic. Oh, thank you. So, yes, absolutely. So... When you eat foods that cause your blood sugar to rise, and that's not just even obvious foods, everyone gets, okay, if I have a chocolate bar, my blood sugar will go up. But actually, any kind of high sugar food, and here we're talking, you know, bread, pasta, uh, you know, shop-bought condiments, ready meals, etc., your blood sugar will go up. Yeah. Now, your body doesn't like to have excess sugar in the blood. It disturbs its equilibrium. It needs a very, very set amount in order to function well. How much well. does it need? It needs the equivalent at any one time <laughs> yeah. of one teaspoon of sugar in the blood. And let's say you had toast and marmite for breakfast and some cornflakes and then a pret sandwich for lunch. How many teaspoons of sugar is that? Well, that's the equivalent of probably between 15 and 20 teaspoons <gasps> of sugar. Okay. Okay. So your body... That's ridiculous. Yeah. So your body really doesn't need that amount of sugar. Yeah. And in you can blood. imagine as well that when you have that amount of sugar in the blood, well, the body's got to move it out of the blood. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the blood sugar is too high and things don't work well. Mm-hmm. So then you produce this hormone insulin. Yeah. Mm. Insulin, as Nicole was saying, you can think of as being a bit like a janitor. Mm-hmm. Insulin comes along and has a broom. And it sweeps that sugar out of your blood mm-hmm. from, as you say, the cereal and the toast and the sandwiches. Mm-hmm. But that sugar has to go somewhere. So yeah. insulin is a hormone. It's not a magician. Mm-hmm. So it's got to make, <laughs> can't make the sugar magically disappear as yeah. much as we'd like it to. So where is insulin going to sweep that excess sugar to? Well, some of it goes into the fuel tanks that we spoke about. Mm-hmm. So some's going to mm-hmm. go into your liver. Mm-hmm. So next time you go to the gym, that's what gets used up. Some of it's going to go into your muscles. So again, if you're working out, you're running for a bus, tap into that stored sugar. Okay, that's what it's there yeah. for. 
But there is a limited amount that your liver and your muscles can store, yeah. right? And after that, any excess will be swept into fat. Mm. And you put on weight. Ah, mm. It's so clear. The way you describe it, it's just genius. Oh, because it makes, I'm serious, it makes so much sense. I now just want to remove sweetener. Good. <laughs> Fantastic. I will, but no, I really want to. I think it's just... Honestly, I think you, the way in which you describe all of this and the science around it, because normally it can be, it can do your head in a bit because yeah. there's too much information. Yeah. This is so simplified yeah. and so sensible that actually you. you just want to make good choices. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios, let's go further. Tell me one more thing, because we have talked about this a little bit when we did our show about intuitive eating, mm. and we said your feelings are not in the fridge. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you, 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 you go about that in a bit more of a scientific way, and you call it the gut-brain emptiness. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a bit more about that, and also a bit about emotional eaters? Yeah. So emotion-driven eating, yep. as we call it. Yeah, uh, in the trade. <laughs> the trade. <laughs> Whereas um, Lauren just like, your feelings are not in the fridge. Yes. <laughs> is, is, is really common. I yeah. come across it every day of my working life. Okay. So firstly, if you have it, don't feel you're unusual, you're not. Mm. So managing your feelings with, with food is, a, is, a really, is, is, is really usual. Um, often we've learned it really early on. Mm -hmm. And often caregivers, you know, they'll, you, you, you get an ice cream when you fall over in the playground. Yes. Yeah. You, yes. you have a tantrum on the way home from school and you get bought a bag of sweets. Mm. It's called emotional feeding and it's done with the very best of intentions usually. Mm. Mm. But we then develop this repertoire of how do I manage upset, hurt, sadness. They do it through, through, through food. So it's, 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 it's very usual. So it's very taught as well. Yeah. yeah. But also when you get that ice cream, you get that sugar hit. Mm. You physically do feel you temporarily do. a bit better, a bit do. happier. You do. Twenty so minutes later, you feel dreadful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because eating food like that, eating the ice cream, eating the sweets, leads to a dopamine rush in your brain. Yeah. Yes. So you get that dopamine rush through through gambling, through compulsive shopping, through uh, getting likes on social media. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. And so, whether you manage your emotions by gambling 
or lots of social media or gaming or food, mm. it's all much for much there. So we're, okay. all, we're looking for that temporary hit, that temporary pickup um, that makes us feel better. But as you say, it's, it's temporary. Yeah. Um, and then you feel kind of bad afterwards yeah. because you, you think, why did I do that? And then you're kind of, you know, you beat yourself up a bit, don't you? Yeah. Um, so, and, but then you were asking about the, the, the gut, gut brain. brain. Yeah, yeah, the gut brain ties in with this because um, people, you know, join my sessions and lots of your listeners, if, if they were asked, and I asked my patients this at the sessions, you know, where's your brain? Everyone points to your head. Mm. Yeah. And I always say, no, you're only half correct, just to stir up some intrigue in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and it's because you've got another brain, which is kind of really, you know, that's really a, a, an amazing thought to have. You've got this other brain that's that's your gut brain. Yeah. Um, so your gut brain mm-hmm. uses all the same kind of hormones and chemicals and neurotransmitters as your head brain. Your gut brain has oh. got more nerves in it than your spinal cord. Really? Yeah. Is this why we have all these sayings like, I'm going with my feel, gut? Yeah, you can feel yeah. it in your gut. Absolutely yeah. we do. Because everybody, when we talk about the gut brain in our in our sessions, in our group sessions, everyone's like oh my God, I get that, I get butterflies or I get knots in my tummy or, um, you know, so we get physical manifestations Mm, expressing our feelings in our our gut brain. And it it permeates throughout language. So the way we express our feelings is always tied up with eating and food. So people say, I've got too much on my plate. Or they say, "Um, it was my gut instinct. Or they say, I needed time to digest that. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's incredible. And what I find really fascinating is because you were talking about the gut emptiness, Lauren, um, is that, you know, when people feel worried, sad, upset, stressed, they talk about being gutted. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. And why do you feel gutted? And you feel gutted, like literally in the pit of your stomach. You feel like you do. in the stomach, Absolutely you you do. Well, that's your gut brain. Mm. Now, your gut brain and your head brain talk to each other. But you've got to look after both brains. Yes. Um, How? Well, so we were talking about, you know, when you eat sugary pick-me-up food, that gives you a dopamine rush in your head brain. Mm-hmm. But you can also, you know, your gut brain, when you feel empty, when you feel gutted, yeah, and feeling empty is a really common emotion, mm-hmm. we'll feel it, it can be very usual to want to fill up that emptiness with food to make it go away. Mm. But because the problem is not a physical lack of food, no amount of food, however much you eat, can 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 soothe it can make it better mm. and that can be a real light bulb moment for my patients because mm. actually you go okay well i've tried for the last 10 years to fill up that gut emptiness mm. with food it hasn't hasn't helped mm. and actually it's made me feel worse about things because now i have health problems or i don't feel confident or you know when we talk about other ways to manage your emotions that are not related to food and eating mm. so if you feel that gut emptiness, the very first thing to do is to recognize that it's not a physical lack of food. Mm. Okay, that is a gut emptiness because I've got this gut brain and that's telling me I need to fill up on something else. Mm. So in the book, I talk about examples about filling up with something that isn't food and actually far more satisfying than food. So what do my patients do? Some of them exercise mm-hmm. and they get really, really into it and that fills them up more than food ever did. Mm. Or they call someone who always fills them up. Yes. I call them fillers. Nice. Call call a filler. And just everyone's got... That's the only kind of filler I'm down with. (laughs) There we go. So, you know, if if you've got someone in your life who always makes you feel good, Mm. you give them a call, send them a message, you know, get in touch with them. Yeah. Conversely, 
many of us will have people or situations in our lives that dr- that kind of drain us. Yes, energy yes. vampires. You know, yes. and we know that because you know that person's name flashes up on your phone and you feel drained immediately. Yes, oh, you think, oh god, I yeah. just I hope they're not seeing me. Yeah. I'm just going to avoid that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in the same way, you know, you can try to minimise your exposure to either drainers or draining situations. You can't always completely sort of, you know, avoid them altogether. It might be a close family member, for Mm. example. It's not realistic to say I'm never going to see them or, uh, you know, be in communication with them. But you can at least recognise when I spend time with you, I feel drained. And that often leads to me then going home and and, and, And eating. And eating. And so to recognise. Now, some of my patients have been so courageous and they've They've actually said it. They've said it to that person. Wow. That's bold. But it's but for many of them, it's been really liberating. Yeah, I'm sure. And that's not to have a go at someone. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, that person isn't doing anything intentional. Yes. It's just, yes. you know, they always use that same picky phrase or that, that, that sort of way that always just sort of churns you up, doesn't make you feel good. And sometimes if you can say to someone, that didn't make me feel good, you stop doing it. Wow. So this book really gets mm. underneath the yeah. issue that someone might have with food. And whereas the top line or the top issue might look like you're overeating or yeah. you're eating the wrong things, but actually what you're doing is delving much yeah. deeper underneath to say why. Exactly. What is going on in your life as a whole, as a person as a whole, that is making you make these choices. Yeah, that's spot on. So I always say to my patients, because they come for 14 sessions with me, which are mirrored as the 14 chapters in the book, and you'll notice when you read the book that only one chapter, chapter one, is about food. Yeah. The other 13 chapters are yep. not about food. Yep. Yeah. So I always say Amazing. to my patients, if you just consider this to be about food, you're only doing one 14th of the program. Yeah. Nice. Right? Yeah. So the, the, the reason I felt this plan had to be sort of all-encompassing and really holistic is that no one came to my clinic thinking that, like, a takeout was a healthy choice. Like nobody yeah. nobody thinks yeah. that. So people don't put on weight or develop health conditions or issues with self-confidence or um, issues with energy and so on because they d- like they really don't know that like a chocolate bar isn't the best nutritional choice. Like yes. that's that's not what happens. Yes. We put on weight or we develop health issues because of a multifactorial kind of smorgasbord of things, each of which you have to address if you're going to then reverse things and take back control. So people might not have been aware that actually it's their sleep that's really impacting on their health and their weight Mm. or just lacking that kind of self-compassion, which everyone can build if you you sort of have the baseline tools. So, so yeah, it's... you don't know very few people put on weight because they really don't know some basics of nutrition so i think it's really myopic to create any kind of weight plan that only focuses on On food food. and nutrition Mm. the other thing is and many of your listeners will have found this you can make dietary change but unless you do that kind of deep dive you won't sustain them yeah Mm. you've got to work out why why am i why am i behaving in this way absolutely we always like to ask all of our guests at the end of a show what they do for their own self-care. And in your case, this might be a slightly more critical thing for you than for many others because you were actually taken from your patients and redeployed onto the COVID front line for quite a long time, mm. right? You remember that? I do remember yeah. it. You were in charge of a COVID ward, in fact. And also in this <laughs> short... She's so proud of short... you. I, I just love let it. Me, let, me, let me tell you that when I started doing 
COVID work and I was wearing scrubs. Yeah. Right. Because normally for work, I look like this. Yes. And I was wearing scrubs. I remember early on in COVID days, my kids, when I got dressed in the morning, they'd say, you look like a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> they were yeah. sick. Yeah. Like, and you impressed. also had a baby and you also wrote a book. So, <laughs> so thank you for being in charge of the COVID ward and sorting all that shit out for the UK because that was great. Thanks. Um, but also, secondly, what was that like? What, how did that affect your mental health? And what were your coping strategies for managing stress? And what have you learned from all that? Well... I have learned that life is not a dress rehearsal. Okay. Which, in fact, Mrs. Dixon used to tell us. Yes. Our headmistress. Yes. Aww. This is true. She did. Um, you, you know, you saw. I saw more death yeah. than I've seen in the last two decades yeah, of practice. Um, and and you know, the, if I didn't know it then, I know it now. That that sometimes things happen very unexpectedly, and 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 therefore life's not a dress rehearsal, and 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 life is short, and and. You know, just every Living. day is 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 really important. Yeah. Even if it's just a standard day, it's still important and you know something to to get the most out of that you that you can. What did you do for yourself when you left after a twelve, sixteen, eighteen, however long your shifts were, and you'd seen people die and you'd seen all sorts of trauma? What did you do for yourself to get back to a a healthy mental state? Well, I mention it in the book, and this was actually incredibly important. So, so. Normally, to get a hospital parking permit um, is really, really tough. I mean, mm. you might think being on a list for like a, a Birkin or Soho house is, <laughs> is really, really hard. But the hospital <laughs> parking permit is like, forget those lists. This is like <laughs> this a, is mega, a mega waiting list. <laughs> so actually what happened during COVID, because it's actually like, you know, worries about taking public transport mm. and people were working really long shifts. The hospital gave out parking permits. Everyone could park. Yeah. So now I was in possession of this parking permit. I didn't use it. Why? Because I cycled. And that was actually incredibly important. And I call it in the book, I say that was my mind first aid during mm. the oh, pandemic. Yeah. Um, and I actually, I really found, particularly after a shift, that that le- having you know gone through sort of 12, 14 hours, to jump on your bike and, and to feel the air kind of going in and out of your lungs mm. and, and your heart beating and your muscles working and being the owner of a body that works when for oh, 12 that. or 14 hours you've been with people whose bodies aren't doing what they want yeah. to, to do, their bodies are, are weak and in some cases failing. Um, it just made me even more in awe that, that I've got this body that works and it can transport me from the hospital home. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking about filling up. So how mm-hmm. did I fill up? Yeah. I saw my kids. Yeah. Uh, that was, you know, that was probably the best best way to, to fill up. Spoke to you. Yeah. Spoke to people who fill me up. Yeah. Um, and really, you know, all of the strategies in the book, because as I mentioned, it doesn't have to be about weight. Mm. So I slept. Mm-hmm. Self care. It's yeah. just self care from top to absolutely bottom. emotional self care, physical self care, and mental self care. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I did it was really interesting because so many people were so generous sending in food to the hospital. I remember the Easter egg they sent you one that that first Easter, yeah. which was it was about what four foot tall mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, Aww. I've never yeah. seen anything like it yeah. in my life. So people were incredibly lovely, incredibly yeah. generous. But a lot of the food being sent in was not 
perhaps food that, you, that you're going to find in my book. No. <laughs> like the four-foot like Easter egg. The Easter there was no and... flaxseed and Greek yogurt. No. No. Although um, I was cooking for the NHS and I was making some really healthy meals for them. Good. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, but so some of the food that's being sent in, actually I thought that's so lovely of people, but actually if I want to feel energetic, yeah. if I want to have a good mindset, if I want to take care of myself so I'm here again tomorrow doing my thing... Yeah. I can't eat that. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm just, I'm going to get this massive sugar crash or I'm going to be really moody this afternoon if I eat a four-foot Easter egg. Yeah. So, <laughs> so actually, I kind of carried on doing what I said in the book. So I carried on bringing in my own lunch, my own dinner mm. at home. I was scratch cooking and so mm. on. And all of those things just made the world of difference. So you can't make the sadness go away. You can't make the fact no. this horrible pandemic, everybody really frightened, everyone's way of life changed. Mm. But... You know, I guess there's that saying, I bet you guys know it properly because I'm going to paraphrase it and kind of murder it. But it's like... (laughs) Unlikely. (laughs) um, What is it? It's like, um, you know, kind of change the things you can change and accept the things you can't change and have the wisdom to know the difference. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. But I think whoever said it, like it could have been like... It's a prayer. Dear God, please give me the... Please give me the serenity to to accept the things things I cannot change. And the wisdom... And the end of it is definitely in the wisdom to know the difference. James will pop it up on our screen in a second. No, he's on the phone. Oh, he's on the oh. phone. Oh, well, um, anyway, so <laughs> yeah. so I suppose yeah. um, that also massively helps. I can't change a worldwide pandemic. Nobody can. But yeah. if you take good care of yourself as much as yeah. you can, then you can be as present yeah. and positive for your patients or your family or whoever else is yeah. relying on you. And that's the most you can do. I mean, that could not be more of an aligned message to what the self-care club is all about, wouldn't you say? That is exactly it. Can't control anything that's happening externally. We can only control how we show up in it and who we are and the choices that we make for ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Sarah, thank you so much. We know how busy you are. And we are absolutely honoured that you have come on our podcast. I can't tell you, Nicole and Lauren, that the pleasure has been all mine. I enjoyed every moment i am thank you i'm delighted i listen to every episode so i'm I'm like you over the moon how do you think she wrote the book she just used all of our (laughs) methods and she put (laughs) i am completely over the moon to be on 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 the podcast and sometimes once i told you this recently i was really upset about something so i listened to the podcast just to hear your voice i know you did it was very very oh that's so cute so you filled me up and i have spent the whole week in bed every evening with you reading your book yes. and I have felt like we've been together oh, and it's been lovely so nice. why don't so, you just make a dinner arrangement we did that as well <laughs> so Cyrus book The Full Diet is published by Penguin and it is on sale on March the 31st thank you so much for joining us today we will be back with another show soon bye bye <laughs>